Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to another edition of the My Cave podcast. Whether you're listening for the first time or a frequent listener, we really appreciate it. My Cave offers well-rounded conversations with, a, with an Islamic perspective. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. My name is Subhan, hosting the podcast yet again this week. Um, thrilled to be back. Not really. Yesterday was uh, an interesting day. Um, and that's actually going to be the focus of our podcast today. So before I get into our topic, just start off with some introductions. Sitting to my right... His fourth time, selected by the New York Knickerbockers. I'm just kidding. He's not an NBA player. He doesn't ball. Do you? I don't. Okay, I didn't think so. You don't look like the type. Neither do I. Continue. All right, so I'm Yahya. Um, Wasn't said already. I'm glad to be back for this exciting and promising episode. Yo, those are a lot of... Like, the word promising is setting the bar high. It's a riveting topic, so I thought... It is. It is. Okay, and... Sitting next to him is, or across from him, my bad, as Atif would call me out for lying. Can't believe that. I'm here with my blue hijab and my prayers are going out to America. Wow, that was probably like the worst intro I've heard. No, no it's okay. That was nice. That was good. That was good. I'm just kidding. I don't want to. I'm wearing red. I'm wearing blue. Awkward. She's doesn't know colors. Hater. It's burgundy. Anyways, go ahead. Your name, please, finally. The most awaited guest of all, Neha Wasi. You're not a guest. You're a regular. Sure. You don't get that honor. I I'm, do get I'm a guest. No, you, you, this is like your fourth time. Yeah, you're no longer a guest. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know what? I'm just going to add you to like our email, our mailing list and all Ooh. that and get all that spam. Wow. Take you on our Instagram post. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, we are. But yeah, so we're back. TV and Jama, by the way. Follow up. Yeah, it's his, new, it's his new Instagram handle. And yep. It's pretty cool. I like it. I'm really digging TV it. Shout out to Atif for... Uh, hey, we don't give shout outs to people who aren't here. Yeah, exactly. Who... He was up at 4 o'clock in the morning making an ad in my fantasy basketball league that he plays in, but he couldn't commit to the podcast. That's, wow. a, that's how much he means to us. I'm just kidding. He means a lot to us. Atif is great at what he does. Not great. Because, uh, anyway. So, um, before I introduce the topic, obviously, as everyone knows, last night was November 8th, or yesterday was November 8th. And on November 8th, it's the day we've been waiting for for the last two years. Um, it's, been, it's been a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, it's been something that, you know, you've sort of dreaded just because, like, the results, one way or another, it's going to be tough to swallow. Um, and obviously, we're talking about the U.S. Um, presidential election that happened last night. So, uh, unfortunately, um, you know, it came to an end. Donald Trump is the 45th president. I think fortunately. It was no, no, much. I know, but, like, it's just... Like, it came to an end, and, like, this is the reality that we're living with. So, thanks for interrupting me. But Donald Trump is the 45th president of the United States. Um, this isn't what we expected when he first put his name forward. Yeah? I thought it was a joke. I thought, yeah. yeah we Honestly, like, like when, when I heard his name, I was like, okay, yeah, this guy's just doing it as a publicity stunt. You know, The Apprentice hasn't really been a relevant show forever. Because <laughs> I used to watch it on NBC. Shout out to NBC if you want to sponsor us. Um, I don't Nothing know. Less than a mil. <laughs> Nothing. Okay, I'll take anything at this point. Boston Pizza like did us so bad. They wouldn't even give us like gift cards. Wait, did we even tell them that we gave them a feature? No. Okay. Well, because we're irrelevant. Let's be real. You know like, what? hey, thanks, Riff, for listening to the podcast. And Mustafa Ali. Yeah, and Mustafa Ali, and that's it. We have two listeners. Two guests. Uh, and two guests. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just gonna open up the floors. Uh, the floor, not floors. We're not sitting in multiple dimensions. But I'm gonna open up the floor and see what you guys think. It doesn't matter. Whoever wants to start, get your get your thoughts out. You want to think a little bit, yeah, yeah, or you want to talk? All right, I'll start. I guess. Okay, um, sure. 
one thing that really struck me was that Stephen Harper, our uh, our former prime minister, said mm-hmm. not even half the things, like really a, barely anything compared to what uh, Donald Trump was saying throughout mm-hmm. the campaign. Yep. And we like kicked him out like so hard. Faster than you could say ABC. That was terrible. Anything but conservative. Oh, okay. So bad. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was awesome. Right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That was a reach, See? so be quiet and say what you want and then pass it on. No, I'm I, just I, find that, I find that speaks to um, Canadians and I find that we have something to be proud of. Is it yeah. though? I, and, and I do agree with you, but if I could just interject as I interjected. Um, like, I feel like that, that sentiment is, is becoming more of a thing in Canada. Like, like we've talked about how, how before like Islamophobia was huge in the United States. But now we've seen incidents of that happening in Canada. Racism is, has always been a big thing in the United States. But now we've seen cases and instances of racism in Canada. So as quick as we sent him out, I mean, I feel like like the Americans, you know, they were fed up with George Bush. So they got rid of him. Um, they weren't, well, I mean, like Obama could only serve eight years. And to be honest, I was kind of fed up with him because these last four years, they weren't really as good as his first four. And that's kind of... Like, that's just the nature of it, right? Yeah, and I feel like, you know, these his first four years, it was exciting because, you know, he was a black president. And back then, Derrick Rose is actually relevant. For the record, Barack Obama is from Chicago. He supports the Chicago Bulls. Derrick Rose no longer plays for them. He plays for the Knicks. I thought I'd just add that in there. I'm just educating you three because none of you play sports. Fascinating. Yeah, tell us more, Subhan. Okay, fine. Obama, I'm just kidding. He went to Derrick Rose's house. and No, no, he didn't Um, do any of that. So... Like, Obama was cool his first four years. I feel like his last four years, he became a puppet. And he didn't say anything or spoke out until, like, the very end of his term when he knew there was nothing else he could do. Then he's like, oh, yeah, guys, by the way, black lives do matter. Um, Islamophobia shouldn't be happening. And, uh, yeah, Flinton, I'm going to come right. check out your uh, water situation. But otherwise, it was, like, nothing from his end. Okay, but the thing people get at for Obama is he tried. He did his best to change the policies. He did his best to... Follow up. Even follow in the last four on. years? You yeah, think even so? in the last four years. I do think so. I don't know. But the thing is, the House was majority um, Republican. The, was the Senate also majority Republican? No, the Senate was uh, Democrat. But that's like the odds weren't in his favor. Whereas with Trump now, both the House and the Senate are Republican. Yep. And so the so just just to actually wait, Winnie, do you have anything to add? Let's 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 hear your thoughts. For me, I thought the results were shocking. I just thought Hillary was gonna win. I don't know why. I don't like her, but okay. I just thought she was the better candidate between those two. And I do agree with that, just because Hillary Clinton, she was you know she was a like a congresswoman. Um, she did her time. She was obviously first lady of the United States when her time uh, in the White House. Not yes, not in jail because that's <laughs> impending. Yeah, good joke, Neha. Real good. Real classy, okay? Like, she's licking her wounds right now, and this is what you're saying about her. You know what? You know what? Cry me a river, Hillary. Cry me a river. You know what, Hillary? If you want in on the podcast, I'll make sure Neha's not on the podcast. Well, follow Lavi. It'll just be you guys going like, oh, oh, Hillary, you're so nice. No, I, I... Listen, I, totally you, I have I have no issue. You have the biggest fan girl right here, Winiza. Yeah, so so just for some context, like Winiza has been following this election oh as God. if it matters to her existence. It does. Okay, so so talk to us about that. Why? So okay, twenty fourteen. Forty, sorry, forty. Twenty forty. How old are you going to be? So that's that's twenty four years. Thirty seven. Okay, that's not a bad age. That's a good age, actually. I think Obama came in when he was 39. Okay. Um, uh, where do you want to run, Lisa? 
Yeah, yeah. Why don't why don't why don't you uh, tell our listeners about that? Yeah, it's your Canadian citizen, and uh, and you said are, president. We are in the process of our immigration, but I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon. Right. Yeah. So 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 just for some even more yeah. like context and backstory, Winnie is about to get her Nexus card revoked. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, anyways, um, so yeah, so you've been following it. You're shocked by the results. Uh, do you think that? So now I've been I've been reading stories not on Facebook because those aren't stories. Those are just people like. Giving out their opinions. Yeah. So I've been reading stories where like kids are not like actually impressed with the results. You know, like kids yeah, are like, Donald Trump is like, what? Like everyone thought he was a joke, right? We thought he was a joke. And now he's a president of the United States, the most powerful country in the world. Like, like you, you can't argue that. Um, and he's going to be running the show for at least four years. And that's, and like that itself is scary. And I don't even know how to describe how I feel about that. But all I can say is, like, honestly, like, anyone who's, like, a visible minority or, uh, you know, like, anything, just, if you want, you can come squat in my basement. Just, like, go in the Underground Railroad. <laughs> I'm serious. Actually, like, it's true. Like, um, I mean, not even just the results of the election, but this entire election was really dirty. Like, it was really, it was based off of fear-mongering. It was based off of... Hugely. Um, you know... Putting down certain, it was, it was based off of, you know, putting down certain people to make yourself feel like, you know, you were on top of it and whatnot. I mean, it caused hate in neighbors. Like we saw what happened with, you know, um, in Chapel Hill a few years ago, the guy who shot the three, um, the three people lived in the same neighborhood and it was a parking dispute. Yeah. Like I get into parking disputes all the time. Let me just pull out my revolver. Yeah. Right. I mean, it. There was so much leading up to this election that, you know, we were all afraid of. And now that the election has happened, it would be naive of us to think that, oh, you know what? We're gonna put a bandaid on the country. Everything's gonna heal. If anything, I think it's gonna get worse because you had. It was such a close um, election as well, where you have your country split in almost half. Right. So you have half the people who wanted Hillary, then you have half the pe- more than half the people who wanted Trump and got him. And now there's gonna be kind of like a civil dispute going on like so two things i'll mention um so first of all politics is just a dirty game right we don't really see the no no we don't see that in canada obviously uh, for those of you listeners who don't know last october we had a uh, federal election for our prime minister and our cabinet and like all the mps um so we had that it was really cool. that didn't that get was, dirty like that was just like oh we, you know, we Tom Mulcair yeah, said this in 19... Exactly, but now you look at this... Stephen Harper giving and, out all these hate cards... But, and, and then, the, like, the... The, the, the thing is, he hinted at that. He suggested yeah. it, whereas Trump blatantly, blatantly yeah. said... Muslims should be banned from the United States. And we should build a wall around yeah. Mexico. Yeah. And like, how that's, the women that he raped, there's no way he raped them because they weren't even that pretty. Like, I mean, it was dehumanizing for that's everybody. disgusting like i like like Electric i look at him to make them straight like yeah because that's how it works right i mean like and, and see okay so so now we're having this conversation and i'm sure in many circles people are having these conversations but okay we obviously can the four of us can agree that something really went wrong but why would people vote in such a way that they're electing their president for the next four years to be donald trump and I, and I think a lot of that, I mean, like we can maybe get into that later, but a lot of that has to do with their electoral process and, 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 and the way you actually nominate people um, for you know, like the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. So it's like it's it's scary because actually 
Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. She had more votes, total number of votes, than Donald Trump. So, I mean, obviously, in Canada, we have our own uh, issues with, uh, like, the electoral process. Um, and obviously, it would have to come to a referendum in Canada. In the United States, I'm sure they, they have to pass legislation and have to go through the Senate and the House of Congress. And it's just a mess, right? Um, but, but also, I mean, if you look at it in the United States, unless you are very, very wealthy, there's no way you can even think about running. Because yeah. it requires so much money to run in the United States. Well, so much money for a campaign that, you know, your average worker who makes, you know, let's say if you have a great job, even then, if you're making, what, like 100000 a year, there's no way you can afford to run a campaign. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I feel like if you have, like, the basic funds, like your middle class or, or even, like, a little less, I think if you do it right, you can run for a campaign. Like um, Ilhan Omar, shout out to Ilhan Omar for being the first Somali lawmaker in the United States. Okay. In legislation. That's she the got one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Is she in Dearborn or is she the one in Minnesota? Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. That's the one Dearborn good thing that came out of this election. A Muslim guy. Sorry, that's why you followed it? That's the one good thing that came out of this election. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, we need we need more, like, like re- like representation from Muslims or just or just people of, like... Different minority groups. Yeah, like, like, a, like a diverse group of people to be... In those like ability and positions to make decisions, like shout out to Maryam Monsef here yeah, in Canada. Yeah, exactly right. Um, but so now I'm going to talk about. So like obviously like running a campaign like you got to like you have to have enough seed money to make it work for four months or whatever. But if you're well connected, you can tap into donors and people are going to give you like millions and millions of dollars. Like wait till you see like the amount of money that Clinton and Trump spent is going to be disgusting. But if you look at some of those other candidates that were just nominees. Like, you're going to get some recognition out of it. You can get a better post. You can be, like, you know, the director of a company or an advisor or something like that. Like, there's always good things to come from this. I'm not saying, like, go into politics because you're going to become something else if you don't win. But, I mean, that's the upside. So, I wanted to talk about one thing that's been all that's been on our mind for a while. Bernie Sanders. Like, my, like, like my heart goes out to this guy. You know, he's... He's, he's, he's actually inspiring because he was able to captivate the youth and he was able to engage them. So something that we have, in, a problem we have in Canada up until this election, um, in the previous election, uh, the federal election in 2012, uh, yep, mm-hmm. nope, 2011, my bad, because it was 2015. So uh, in, in the previous election, like the youth turnout was really small. So what they did in Canada... Across many universities, they had like satellite polling stations, which was cool, right? And like the youth vote, they turned out, um, or turned up. I think, whatever you I think say. the thing is you have to wait for your youth to become old enough, right? So like a lot of people who voted um, in the Canadian election just this past year, a lot of them finally became of age, became more aware of the politics <laughs> versus four years ago, maybe they weren't able to vote. Maybe, you know, they weren't in that mindset where it was attractive. But because of all the stuff that led up to this election, they realized, well, hey, look, it's our right as much as it is someone else's right. So it is our duty as well to go vote. But it also like, OK, so that's that's a really good point. But I'll also add that um, like you guys in the last election, you couldn't vote. None of you. Right. Could you vote? Yeah. Yeah. I voted. You did. OK, good. But so so my so my point is, if if youth are more engaged and if they're more concerned about their future, then they're more likely to vote later on. Right. Like, OK, so. You know, like Guinea isn't of voting age yet. Neha wasn't in 2015. I just want to mention that because, like, it burns her. Anyways, feel the burn. Bernie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we'll we'll get back to Bernie Sanders. But like, it's important that youth are engaged 
um, and actually concerned about their future. Otherwise, if if people aren't having if people like us aren't having conversations all around the world, then that's scary, right? Because you need to have people that are engaged. You need to have people that care about their future. I Otherwise, know, I, the world's I just going to go. Social media plays a huge part in this. Don't get me started about social media. No, no, no. no but it it's plays true. A it does. Oh, yeah. It does. Yeah. And in a positive way, right? So, I mean, like, um, if you look at before when social media wasn't that big of a thing, okay. Uh, you, you mainly the people who are interested in politics were your parents, okay? Because they're they were the one paying tax money. You mean you didn't see Donald Trump's MySpace account? <laughs> no. <laughs> do you guys even know who MySpace is? Yes. So are you sure? Steven. Yes, we do. Okay, for and the record, Neha thinks. That my American name is Stephen what? Randy. Stephen Randy, which is like two first names. So it's like, I'm so messed up. <laughs> I can't even. Because it's Subhan Rana, right? Yes. So your initials the same. Stephen Randy. Stephen Randy. But anyways, I think social media played a huge role in this American election and in the last Canadian election. Because, you know, people were tweeting, people were um, writing posts about, oh, hey, look, Stephen Harper said this. Oh, hey, look, this is the policy under the Liberal Party. And it became people a bit more aware of what was going on. And it was more engaging than it is, you know, picking up a newspaper or watching the evening news where it's from one bias, right? What, like, whereas in your social media, you had your friends, family, friends of friends, um, pages or blogs, or whatever you follow, all giving their opinions. And that, you know, made it hyped. Yeah, that's... I feel like that's an interesting point, but I'll also add that it also brings an element of debate. People are going to go back and forth. If I support candidate X and you support candidate yeah. Y, and I'm going to say, oh, look, my candidate said this, or the person that I throw my support behind said this. And then it can also turn people off from uh, like voting itself, right? Because you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, okay, so last year um, in October, I was working uh, with uh, the Liberal Party of Canada and you know, we're having to run a campaign. Um, and after the end of the campaign, like I, like we talked to voters um, and just like people that were in like constituents of that riding and they were just like fatigued themselves. Like we just had a provincial election in, in, in that, in that summer. And now we had a federal election and we're like tired of it and we want it to be over. So it is. And even this, like it's, I mean, I guess in the United States, this is like a way bigger deal than our federal election, just because the number of people that turn out to vote, um, the like the impact that it has uh, is, is significant in different ways that, that we can't really speak to. So what do you guys think about that, Yahya and Hanisa? I, I don't mean to throw you on the spot. Talked about a bunch of stuff there. Social media? Yeah, sure. Like, okay, so, so you and Neha are on the same wavelength about social media, that it's good, that it educates people. I, I'm just I'm just like giving the other side of the argument saying that it can turn people off from voting or, or, or participating just because there's so much like you like sometimes you don't know what to believe. You're like, oh this person's posting this link, this person is posting this link. What do I Yeah, I mean I think uh, first of all I think those debates for the most part are healthy because it shows and you get to voice your opinion, you get to solidify your opinion. Yep. And um, since we're still young, obviously we're going to have our opinions constantly changing. No one's going to be yeah, the same definitely. politically for their whole life. But um, I, another thing I find interesting is Brexit happened too, and there was a lot of social media activity. Oh, that too. huge! And that still fell through. Like Brexit still is a thing. Same with Trump. I thought no, Britain, Britain. No, no, it's oh, done. No. It's yeah. done. Like it'll, it'll, like they'll transition over the next year. Yeah. But it's done. Yeah. yeah. Same with Trump, yeah, that's true. So, Waniza, since a lot of, like, so you've been following this election for quite some time. You've been doing it mainly through social media. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's, like, negatively or positively impacted your opinion of, like, like 
the United States, their electoral process or anything? Like, do you think it's, do you think sometimes it's too like smeary of like, Hey, look, I'm I like, like I'm trying to like bash this person. So I'm going to post something that they said that's out of context. Just like, so here, I'll give you an example. When, when Tom Mulcair was an MP in Quebec, uh in like the 1990s he said something about uh like renewable energy and like the conservatives ripped that apart so like they're taking something out of context he said like over 20 years ago and they're ripping that apart so that's just an example but like how do you think social media impacts the way that we uh consume i feel like it's a good and a bad thing Mm -hmm. because um in this uh election online there were so many things like oh donald trump said this about women donald trump said this from nasty things and stuff yeah and that was not out of context but a lot of people like trump supporters i think they're like their judgment is like both oh definitely like they're they they were like oh no like he's taking it out of context and everything but it's like videos to prove he said that so there's a lot of people out there who are don't who think they're lying Uh uh-huh and um I actually ran into something like that because I was looking at an issue on Donald Trump's website and Hillary Clinton's, and Donald Trump was like, "Oh, Hillary Clinton is against this," but then I go on her website, it's like she's not against it. Hmm. So, so, so maybe this is my interpretation of what you said, but like the media portrays how they want something to be, or not, not sorry, the use of social media can interpret the way that people see things just by. Like, simply, like, posting this article or posting this but excerpt from same, a speech. Yeah, but it's the same with, like, anything, right? So whether you watch a news channel, you have to keep in mind that that news channel might have their own bias, bias, right? So what, what, it doesn't matter where you get your um, artifacts or opinions or whatever from. You have to look at what the source is. Yo, is this is. Indiana Jones? And Artifacts? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's okay. Go ahead. Continue. Neha. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, uh, all right. I just, I just wanted to say one thing. About yeah, go that. ahead. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's more like it's definitely um, less information, like less knowledge and less uh, intellectual debate that goes into these social media arguments. More whereas, bashing. Yeah, more, more bashing. Whereas yeah. if with uh, regular media, news channels, they at least are held to certain journalistic standards compared to like a, a Facebook page that posts like a small picture of like, of, of like Hillary Clinton and it could even be like a Facebook page of like of of a newspaper or like a or or like something that covers news but just because it's a it's on social media I feel like the, like the standards are different yeah. like you could get something that's posted by one group on their social media page um, that's might be like slanted one way but when they report that online or sorry sorry on on air it's different just because they realize that hey look the consumers that we have on Online are different than the people that consume what like like that watch our shows during the day or whatever. So here's a real question. Yep. What happened that led to Trump winning? Because that's that's a question that I feel like people are going to talk about for a long like time. What happened? I mean, if you look at the polls, the you know the projections that were happening before the election, everyone was saying how you know Hillary had more of a chance of winning. She had something to stand on, and there was no way Trump could win. Nobody believed it. Then all of a sudden, I mean. Welcome, one of one of my theories is, uh, and this might sound like a conspiracy theory, that um, hold on, of, wait. Do you see triangles everywhere? I do. Yeah. Okay, then that's fine. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, not, it's not that crazy, really. Uh, I think <laughs> a lot of people supported Trump, like 
in a low-key way. Like, they didn't like closet say supporters. It. Exactly, yeah, yeah. They have a lot of liberal friends. They don't want to cause that controversy with their yeah. friends. I, I know a bunch of people who did that for the conservative and liberal, um, sorry, in the Canadian election. Yeah. Supporting conservatives underground and yeah, saying that they were something else. I heard of people who voted for Trump in my school who are American, but they didn't want their name revealed. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, hold on. People so, in my poli class, actually, who um, support Trump, and like they've told me that, but whenever we're having debates in class or whenever uh, the teacher says... So whenever your prof decides to show up. My prof shows up most of the time. Okay, thank you for clarifying that. I just thought it was like a shout out to Yahya's prof. Yeah, whoever you are. Listen, he, he might walk, listen to this. You know, no, he doesn't. A, a yeah, yeah, right. He doesn't. He doesn't even know us. Doesn't even know you. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, yeah, but they support him and everything. Yeah. Uh, so but when someone like when there's a debate in class or a different opinion is shown or a liberal opinion is shown, uh, they'll like just nod their head in agreement and they won't dispute it, they won't say anything about it. Okay, so my question is, sort of building off Neha's initial question, which is a loaded question, by the way. I, I, like, I, I don't think people can um, answer that until they start to see what Donald Trump does. And he, he isn't in, inaugurated until January, so we have these next two months to talk. Like, this is what's going to be in the news for the next month, for sure, so right? Yeah, Hot uncles are going to be and aunties are going to be going off on it. Like oh, yeah. my son said this, my daughter said that. Actually, I like I like uh, so my dad owns a pizza shop. Yeah, and so I went yesterday to go pick up a poutine from him, and you know his news channel is like blaring. And I was like, "Hey, Baba, is my poutine ready?" He's like, "Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, this date's about to come in." <laughs> I was like, "All right." But but okay, so back to our question. Um, I think what happened is, and it's sort of building off what Yahya said. People were afraid to like talk about how they actually felt and, and, and where they aligned just because they're like, Oh yeah, I want to align with the, the Democrats. And I think I do, but Hillary Clinton, her image has been, you know, like thrown under the bus just because, you know, those emails were leaked. There's a bunch of other things. Uh, like, like, like the chair of the DNC had to step down before the national convention. Yeah, because they were like fixing the game so that Hillary becomes the nominee and not Bernie Sanders. So this brings us back to Bernie Sanders. Like he is, he was a voice of the youth. He was able to engage people and he was able to engage his fellow Democrat, like Democratic nominees in conversations and just bowl them out of the water because his, his reasoning was so like sound. And, and that's what like politics is, right? So you have an opinion. I have an opinion. But if I can make my opinion sound better than yours, then I'm going to win this popularity contest. And so people, even though they might align with like the, the, like the Democratic views, um, but because Hillary Clinton's name is taking such a hit and they think that, okay, well, at least Donald Trump doesn't say things like that. But then he actually says things like that. So I'm at a loss for words. I don't understand. You know what? I, I don't understand why people voted for him, though. Because of everything like online, through debates, he lost all of those debates well these are like i feel like these are conversations that i mean there's so many different possibilities like do you think that a large number of okay so let's let, let's talk about this so i'm just like right in front of me i have the 2012 map pulled up next to the 2016 map and you know it it, it looks similar but you know there's this there's key states that he won uh, and that he shouldn't have won last last time, okay? Or sorry, there's key states that Hillary didn't win that Obama won last time, okay? Um, obviously, like, it was a totally different race. 
like Obama was running against Mitt Romney, who sort of shot himself in the foot. And and I, and I and I you know like weirdly I can say that Donald Trump is a better candidate than Mitt Romney was, in in a weird way, just because I feel like his his ability to smooth talk people, even though he said so many silly things, just goes to show that he's like more business minded and and people don't want politicians in power. Like that's that's that was his selling point, right? You know what I think. What, like, and that's why he always theory, called Hillary, Hillary yeah. crooked because she was a politician. You know what I think my theory, like what my theory is that why Trump got the votes that he did get yep. is because I think a lot of people in America now are just very desperate. I mean, their poverty rate is through the roof. Yeah, unemployment is through the roof. Yep. Um, there's all this crime uh, related to people being just desperate for money for food stamps and whatnot. Yep. That they saw that okay, look, he's a businessman who successfully runs a huge business, and for him to come in power may just help the economy that is um, suffering, right? So I think a lot of people were just desperate at this point, where you know they're desperate for jobs, they're desperate for some kind of an economic um, strength to come in that they voted for him based off of the fact that you just said, that he isn't just a politician, he's also a businessman and a successful one too. Which is interesting because uh, Trudeau also announced, I think this morning, yep. that he um, he was congratulating Trump and he was saying a lot of the things that brought Trump into power also brought Trudeau into power. The the people wanting jobs, yeah. the uh, middle class wanting to like stop... Uh, the middle class from sinking. And- yeah, and, and, and I mean, like those are all fair points. I feel like for Trudeau... Um, Obviously, I, I am a like supporter of his, but I think what brought him in was he's younger, he's a new face, and he's and young. and his and his and his policies just seemed like they're sound. I feel like with Donald Trump, there was a lot of fear mongering. Yeah, there was a lot. Of, there was like there was nothing concrete good about Donald Trump and his campaign. Right? He would say one thing one day, the next day he would say, "Oh no, I never said that." You know, he did, never had a proper stance. But I think people just didn't care at that point because of how desperate they became, because you know poverty. Um, you know the unemployment rates. Everything is just so crazy but, out there. But do you think someone like Donald Trump can fix that? Because that's a huge project no, to take I don't, on. I don't think one person alone can fix it. I think there's a lot of issues that need to be handled. But that's how people saw him because he's a businessman. And there needs to be reform, right? Like, yeah. so they've had eight years of like the Democrats, and you know they're they're obviously they didn't see any change. Yeah. So I, and like and I and I and I understand that narrative, but at the same time, so we're just going to talk about some issues that. Uh, came up during the campaign. So the first one is uh, taxes. Um, Clinton, she wanted to uh, increase taxes for people in like the upper uh, tax bracket, um, people who had like estates over $5 million. Donald Trump, however, he wanted to reduce the number of tax brackets there were from seven to three. And he also wanted to uh, like, and so like what that would do, that would put more money in the pockets of rich people. And, and like, it, and it wouldn't really help People with low income. The next thing, Obamacare. Like obviously, President Obama started it. Like the healthcare system before that, it was all privatized, super expensive. Like if you need to, if you need a surgery, you'd be paying like, like thousands and thousands of dollars just to get surgery. When you could like come up to Canada, get hurt, get that same surgery, and you'd be covered. Um, so Clinton obviously wanted to continue it, and President Obama. Or what am I saying? President-elect Trump wanted to get rid of it. So like these are just some of the things and obviously you know like Obamacare is expensive but at the same time like they don't have proper health care so why would he like why would he get rid of something that's yeah sure it's taxing uh, like it's using a lot of taxpayers money but at the same time it's kind of 
like like not having that it's it's creating a big void and then the last one nafta okay so it's the north american free trade agreement which was done between the united states canada and mexico um and it just allows like goods to be transported through without tariffs um and tariffs are just like taxes that are applied when something comes into your country so blowing up things like nafta uh obamacare um are just like some of the reasons why i think like i don't know what to expect of him i don't know what he's going to do he says all these things but people still voted for him he still is the president elect so i mean i can't make sense of it i genuinely don't think we should be expecting too much from trump though in terms of uh the things he's going to follow through on because although the majority of house is republican and although the majority of senate is republican yep the, a lot of them oppose many of the things that he uh, came into power with in terms of the banning of Muslims, in terms of um, building a wall, in terms yep. of NAFTA. So although uh, although the, there are a bunch of Republicans and the majority is Republican, a yep. lot of them I don't think they're going to support what he does. And I don't think a lot of what he does is going to go through Congress. What do you think, Neha? About like, so he he obviously has like these glaring things that if if Trudeau honestly thought that they were similar then Trump wouldn't be doing half of these things. And and I and I and I don't mean to throw Trudeau under the bus, but listen, they're your neighbor down south. Um they're your one of your bigger trading partners. Like it's his first day. He just won. Like give him a pat on the back. You know, even if you don't mean it. That's what you have to do. Yeah, like it's politics. You have to, yeah, I know. But what I find scarier was I was just looking at right now, um, one of the PC um leadership candidates, so uh Kelly Leach. Yeah, uh, she, she's interesting. She's she's interest. She's an interesting character. Look her up, guys. Um, but she's going on and on about how Trump's victory is something that we should model the Conservative Party off of. Um, yeah, but then again, Rona Ambrose um, also said that yeah. she supported. Uh, like she was, she was congratulating him, but she also disagreed with a bunch of the things he said in terms of NAFTA and a bunch. And of I feel things. like a lot of so, people are just jumping on bandwagon right now. No, I feel like people are congratulating him because he actually did win, and he actually is in charge of the most powerful country in the world, and they have to. They have yeah, to no, no, it's like there's nothing to adopt from him. I mean, yeah, there's there's no policy of his that aligns with. Any Anybody. any political party, okay, not even like um, the Marxist Leninist party, like no one, the Libertarians, nope. Yeah, Donald so, Trump mean, is like he's yeah, not even he a Republican. Lead him for winning, but I mean to say that his policies align with how you want to run a show. That's just I mean, basically like stroking his ego. Yeah, like what policies? Please tell me. Yeah, but that's Kelly Leach. There was another um, conservative MP who strongly opposed what she just said. Uh, I don't remember his name. Something wrong. Okay, something, something wrong. Something, yeah. Uh, but the point is, the Conservative Party and the Liberal Party and Britain and all these other countries that are congratulating him, I think they have to because that's simply politics. Yeah. So I don't. That's I don't, the name I, of the I really, game. I really don't think anyone's going to model any of their policies after Trump. Just because a lot of, and we've talked about this to length, a lot of it is based on fear mongering, like smearing someone else's name, bringing up things out of context. But I mean, our that's last politics. election was also. It had hints of fear-mongering in it. Well, yeah, it did. It but did. Yeah, but, like, like here, here's the Canadian politics on one end of the spectrum. Yeah. And then all the way, like, way out in left field is the American politics. Just because there's so much more... Like, it, it's... Like, it, like, the coverage it gets is, like, worldwide. Like, you can go on yeah. to, like, The Guardian. You can go on to New York Times. You can go on to, like, like a Pakistani website. And they are covering... Like, like it's just it's just more... Because and I and I obviously being a Canadian, I'm proud to be Canadian, but it's just so much more interesting and more important 
for everyone in the world, right? So, like, why do you think that Israel was like, you know, and why do you think Donald Trump is going to go visit them in a couple of days? Just because he realized that they're an important ally. They realize he's an important ally. So let's meet up, right? I mean, like, these are just things that happen because this is the name of the game. And it's really tough, right? It's like, oh, like, is Trudeau selling out by congratulating Trump? Nope. He's like saving face because he knows that in order to talk Trump out of NAFTA or anything, then you have to like, like you have to tell people what they want to hear. And that's kind of what politics is. And I'm not trying to like, but I feel like the final message is that, you know, like as Muslims, we, or as a minority group, actually for everybody, um, the, we saw how much of a difference it makes once you're involved. Like we saw, you know, Linda Sarsour, mashallah, she's doing some great work down south with the whole Bernie campaign. And then even after when he lost, she was still at it, right? She was she was a great voice and she still is. And here in um, Canada, we had uh, the Muslim vote, right? Yeah. The Canadian Muslim vote. Yeah. They, you know, they made sure that Muslims got out and voted, okay? Or just, or just yeah. become educated. Right. And so I think, um, and I think, some of the good, one of the good things that came out of both the recent Canadian and American election, other than Trudeau, I guess, but um, was that, you know, you saw all these young people, you saw all these minority groups getting involved when they had never been in like in extents that they had never been involved before. And I think that makes the biggest difference because now look, we have Ilhan Omar um, in Minnesota. We have that other um, guy in uh, Dearborn, Michigan, a booty, I think. I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, you see people are getting more active, they're getting more engaged, and they're becoming more vocal. And, you know, and now that gives us a reason to actually complain, because before you would have, you know, um, minority groups, Muslims, just not voting, not being politically active. But then when something would happen, they would be the first to complain. Right. But I'm sorry, if you don't vote, if you're not active in something, you don't have the right to complain. Because you're not trying either. And it's because you don't have legs to stand easier. on, right? Exactly. Like if, if there's if there's no merit for what you're saying because you're not involved or you're not uh, at those discussions or you're not, you know, just visible. Educated, even educated about what's going on, you don't have the right to complain. And now you see, you know, and I think it's there's a new wave going around where young people and minority groups are getting involved. And that's great. Like even here in Edmonton, locally, we saw uh, a few Muslims running um, – uh, for both the municipal and federal uh, elections. Mm -hmm. And that makes the biggest difference because 10, even eight years ago, no one was from the Muslim community was running. It was very little. And it's, it, 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 like it also speaks just because, so like Canada is a, a little bit different. Um, obviously, we need people of, you know, um, that are visible minorities to like represent us just because Canada is a lot more like multicultural in that sense. I feel like it... it how do, how do I want to phrase this? I feel like because there are a lot more different cultures um, and races in Canada and it's and it's accepted more. And I'm not trying to say like America is like racist, which it kind of yeah. is. Uh, well, but Canada's like whole, the whole Canadian thing is to be multicultural. Yeah, like a nice, like in grade 10, they call it like a melting pot, yeah. which I don't agree with. But anyways, because um, I don't even know what a melting pot is. But uh, the restaurant? It's really good. No. What is that? Fondue. Fondue. Oh, place. So dang. You for dessert, it's like chocolate. You but it's just dessert. No, you go for like food and cheese. Stuff. You know, fill up on cheese. Yeah, you'd be yeah. bloated. That's gross. But anyways, Sorry, so we're not all thirty, Sopan. I'm not thirty. I'm twenty six. What the heck? Don't worry, you're gonna get it. You know what? I thought like I was just gonna wrap up nicely, but here she comes in with the with like she's cooking me. I'm not a lobster. You're not a fondue pot. Yeah, I'm not a. Pondu pot. You don't really cook a pot, so I don't. 
Yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, okay, you cook yeah, a lobster. Okay, okay. I was okay. Thank yeah. you, my you, man. You were yeah, good. You were good yeah, I was good. Anyways, um, ESL classes are how, how are they going? By the yeah, ESL. Let's. Yeah. We'll talk about Neha's ESL journey another time. But honestly, <laughs> um, I think I I think it's important. Uh, just like as Neha mentioned, that these that these groups are are like engaging themselves, speaking out, voting, because if you don't do any of that, then you don't have legs to stand on. I don't really know what else to say, but I think that's a really good place for us to stop. Um, if you guys have any thoughts, um, questions, or concerns about anything we said, uh, shoot us an email at mykidpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at mykidpodcast, SoundCloud, mykidpodcast. Anywhere you want to find us, My just Kid look up mykidpodcast. Exactly. Um, and until next time, we'll see you guys again and or hear you. You'll hear us again. Okay, salam alaikum.